This is Entrepreneurs Get Visible, the podcast for people who want more impact, influence, and income. I'm Anna Parker-Naples, and I'll be sharing with you proven methods from leading entrepreneurs that help you get visible as an authority in your field. Because anything's possible when you get visible. Hello and welcome to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. We're talking today about something we've not actually covered on the show yet. And that's because it's not my area of expertise by a very long shot. We are talking about the insight that your marketing data hides. And some of you might be going, what marketing data? I don't even know what that means, which is exactly why I brought on my friend Natasha Vorompiova, who is absolutely the person who helps you rock those systems. She is the founder of Systems Rock and helps entrepreneurs to measure the results of their marketing. So hey, Natasha, and welcome to the show. Anna, so, so I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you so much for, for inviting me. I always say that I love my guests to share a bit about them and why they're doing what they do. So I'm going to let you just let everyone know what led you to working in this field, looking at marketing metrics? Yeah, it's it has been a journey for sure. I started actually as a systems expert. I was helping clients to optimize their systems. And I always worked with small business owners. So we looked at how they can use their project management tools, like, like as few tools as possible to run their businesses. Because, because you know, like, there are like so many places where we can have our data or things that kind of we use to run our online businesses. So that's always been my passion. And I was working with, with them one-on-one. I also had a program. I had a few products. Um, but something that's always been like bothering me was that even though I would like sit down and I would plan out okay, my, my quarter and I would set my financial goals and I would reverse engineer like that goal into, okay, like this is like how many like, items of, of each thing that I'm selling, I need to sell to hit that goal. Like from there, it was always so difficult for me to translate that into kind of actionable plan. So, because like, to me, it was, it always felt like I was like, wishing and hoping that, okay, by doing these marketing activities, I'll actually create these sales. And it was never something that I could rely on, something that I felt was predictable, something that I felt that I could just map out and do these things and know that I will create these results. And that was something that was in the background. And then also, as I was working with my clients, I realized that a lot of them would feel the same way. So marketing has always been this very vague and well we get to express ourselves and be very creative. And that's the art of marketing. And like that's something that we study a lot as business owners. But the science of marketing, like the workings of marketing, that's something is so much more complex and not as common for us to look at. Just because, again, like going back to like, there are so many tools and there are so many things that we use in our businesses. It's kind of like, where do you even start? What numbers do you even pay attention to to understand how your marketing works? So all of that kind of like bit by bit in the end led me to starting to figure out or even like look for resources to understand better. Okay, like but what do I need to do to actually figure this piece out? And two years ago, I finally decided to make the switch into this area. And I actually find a mentor who helped me to go like, through like all this 
system to understand, okay, like this is what you need to do to measure your marketing. Like this is what you need to pay attention to. This is how you actually, based on your desired results, reverse engineer that into a plan that you actually kind of like work and hit those numbers versus uh, um, wishing and hoping that you will. There's something there you said that I, I would imagine some of my listeners really starting out in the online space are thinking, or the coaching space, thinking that's exactly how I feel. I'm being told I need to map out how many I need to sell, but I've got no idea if what I'm doing in my marketing is the right thing or if it's working. Yeah. And so what then would you say are the, the easy mistakes people are making? What are they not aware of that would make a crucial difference? Yeah, that's a very, very good question. And my approach to that is very similar to how I was approaching systems, uh, teaching systems in the past, because I believe really deeply that our best systems come from within. Like we, Even though there are all these proven systems and methods and things that we can look at and use in our businesses, the first place that we need to look at is kind of like inside ourselves. Like what does work for us and marketing is very much like the same area that we can like, approach with the same mindset because if you are comfortable on video go into videos if you feel comfortable sharing like your uh, journey on social media if you're great at building relationships on social media with your audience stick with that you don't really have to go and like, use one of those proven systems or this, this, this newest thing, the mass do thing that everybody is talking about. If something already works for you, just do that. Stick with that. So that's one thing. And the second thing is keep the number of things that you are doing in your marketing relatively small. Because again, it's very easy to fall into this trap of you have to be everywhere and you have to be doing everything because the assumption is that the greater your reach, the more kind of people you will bring in, the more people will become your clients. But that's actually not true. Like you need the right people to come in and it's the right people that become your best customers. And again, limit the number of marketing channels that you are investing your time into to say like two, maximum three, so that you could be most visible on those channels. You can feel most comfortable um, sharing your content there and sharing your progress. And that will create connections that will then bring you those best people. So even though you might not be reaching everyone or just like as many people as possible, you will still get your right people. And a lot of times you will get even better results just focusing on your little world. I think there's a lot of listeners who will be very pleased to hear you say, you don't have to be everywhere all of the time. And I actually generally say you want to have a profile everywhere so you can be found, but you cannot possibly, even if you have a massive team, be on Instagram Reels, Instagram uh, IGTV, TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook. You can't give them all your attention all at the same time because they're just, there isn't enough time. And actually, as you grow and as your business grows and you have more marketing support, you might be able to have a team that repurpose yeah. onto those platforms. Right. But there's still going to be one or two places where you're happiest, where you're most comfortable. And actually, that's where you're going to get better results because more of you is coming through. So what then, 
So you kind of teased us today with saying the insights that they hide. What are they hiding? What are the insights and what is hidden? So the very first thing that I always invite my people and like now our listeners to consider is that even though marketing is this just one area of our business, actually what we're looking at is this really amazing tool that allows us to guide our audience through this journey of learning about us and what we do and our values and our beliefs to engaging in a conversation with us and then buying from us. So in marketing, what is most useful is to look at this entire customer journey that happens. So when we talk about insights, the biggest thing is kind of stepping back and looking at that journey that is happening. Because without it, you will be looking at this kind of like individual silent areas where things are happening. But when you look at the entire journey, then you can map out for yourself, okay, like this is where people are starting. And if this is where people are starting and this is where I am getting in front of these new people, what do I need to be paying attention to? What do I need to know about these people? And that can be, okay, what are the conversations that gain most interest from these like, first timers in my audience? What are those social media or other marketing channels that create most engagement for me? So looking at each one of these steps and kind of just like, analyzing just that piece in the like, bigger context. So that awareness will be, okay, like, what is working in this area? Like, where should I be? What conversations should I have with these people? What resonates uh, most? When we move to the engagement uh, stage, then it's it's more about, okay, like, how do I connect best with people? What is my best way of just creating this like, initial transformation for, for my audience? How do I reveal to them that what I do in my work will allow them to have that breakthrough that they're looking for. And then the last part will be, okay, because once they are ready and once they're prime, especially the right people, what will move them to commit working with me? And then you will be looking, like the insights that you will be looking for um, are more about, okay, what are those pain points that my audience experiences? Uh, what are different kind of groups of, of people and how do I reach them depending on the level of their readiness to work with me? Who has trust to move forward? How do I make sure that I can share what, what I'm doing with, with more people so that the right ones will say yes to me? So like, paying attention to each one of these phases will make it less overwhelming and kind of like a bit more actionable. What I'm curious about, Natasha, is specifically what are you looking at? What I think you're talking about is getting really clear on your organic social media efforts in terms of marketing right now that I believe that's what we're talking about. Getting really clear on who's watching, who's commenting, who's engaging, and then working out what journey they need to go on to get the result over the line. Yep. And so exactly how? What are, what are we looking at? What numbers should we be watching for? How easy is it to track, you know, this new person came into my audience and yeah. six months later I got a sale or might be yeah. much sooner than that. But how do we actually track that? Yeah. So when 
initially when we are just watching conversations, it will be more about, okay, which posts are shared and which posts resonate. But the moment that we bring them like into our world, onto our website, on, onto the pages that we have like a bit more control over, that's when this like marketing like data comes in and like tracking numbers actually becomes really important. And I want to like also kind of like make a side note is that marketing like data to me is just understanding the behavior of our customers. Because what happens is that when somebody comes to our site or comes to our blog post, it's basically like these people like leave their digital footprints and it's up for us to translate those footprints, those numbers into behaviors. So when somebody, so when you bring somebody from a post on Facebook onto your sales page about your program, um, you can already see, okay, how did they engage with the page? What actually happened? And yes, you will not be able to see it on an individual basis, but um, when you watch your numbers and see, okay, how many people came? Like, how far did they scroll? Did they actually see those sections mm. on the page where I talk about the value that this program provides? Did they actually click on the uh, buy now button? Did they move to that next page that invites them to make the payment? Did they actually do it? So I'm um, looking at these kind of like numbers from like one step of the journey to the next allows you to see what is actually happening? And if there are any questions that your audience has, and if there are any place where they stumble. And I can give you an example here uh, for one of our clients, for example, we, we mapped it out and we tracked. And what we realized is that for her, a lot of people would come to the sales page and then go to the page to pay only to come back. And so like, not that many people were finishing uh, purchasing the membership. And when you look at it as Okay, like that's how people behave. What what does it mean? It means that they had some kind of question that they couldn't answer on the sales, when they were on the sales page. Mm. So that's that's what they are like going to the cart and then coming back meant. And then like, the next question becomes okay, so but what would they look for like, on that page versus the sales page? And actually, like one of the first uh, things is the price. So that led us to question whether people who were coming to the sales page could easily see the price. And the answer was no, because the price was all the way to the bottom. The moment we added the price throughout the page, the conversion of this like, entire like, mini funnel because they already know. jumped three and a half times. And like, this is all just because like, we look at the numbers and like, we see, mm. okay, like, this is what's happening and this is how this translated into behavior. How can we answer that question for our audience? So it's, it's really interesting. And I, I think there's a lot of uh, entrepreneurs who get really scared on their sales pages about putting the price early on. People are going to walk away if I tell them the price. Whereas actually, if I land on a sales page, first thing I want to know is how much does it cost? And then I'll go and look at everything else. So that it's really interesting. So as you're talking about the things you're looking at, I'm thinking that sounds like Google Analytics. Is that what you're using or is there something else we could be using to get this data? Yes. One of the key tools that I use is Google Analytics. I use it in addition to another tool, Google Tag Manager. So Google Tag Manager is responsible for tracking data, but also 
tracking it across multiple platforms. Because again, in addition to your site, you might have lead pages and then you might have Thrive Cards uh, as a payment processor or PayPal or something else. So there are all these tools, but as we said in the beginning, it's so important to see the entire journey. So having that tracking code on all these platforms is critical and Google Tag Manager does it best. And then we send that data into Google Analytics and from there, we can pull out just those insights that allow us to see, okay, if this is the journey, how do actually people move from one step to the next? So then it's about second guessing the psychology of what happened as a result of the behaviors. So interesting. I'm making a mental note, go and sort out the Google tag is turned on on everything. (laughs) So what's the result then when people get this right, Natasha? Well, this is when... Uh, you basically have this crystal ball that you can look into and know exactly what you need to do in order to hit that goal. Because basically, once you mapped out your customer journey and you started measuring like what happens on every step, at some point you begin seeing that, okay, this is the percentage of people that moves from like step one to two and then step two to three. And then once you have all those numbers, it's so easy to see, okay, if this end result, if I want this X number of people to buy this program, like I can easily reverse engineer and see how many people I need to get to every single step of this journey even to the first one. And it's so easy then to see, okay. So it's no longer making up numbers, wishful thinking, just hoping on a whim and a prayer that you get those conversions. You actually know what you need to achieve at each stage to get the result that you want. It's really powerful. It's it's possible that it will, it might not happen exactly like that, but then you can easily see where it stops underperforming or not performing the way you expect it. And you know where to go and fix things versus, oh, my page is not converting. And it can be because of like five different reasons and I don't know what to do. So like I might just troubleshoot everything or even break something that already works. So it's kind of, it makes our work as business owners like much more focused and much more targeted at what actually makes a difference versus kind of just like, okay, like let's try everything and see and hope that we will fix the problem. This has been so insightful. I hope that some of you listening, your your minds have been slightly blown by what Natasha shared today. And go and check out your Google Analytics. It isn't something to just put on your website when you set up your WordPress. This is something actually to be using as a tool in your business. (laughs) So what would you say then to someone that this is completely new to? What's the best place to get started with this, Natasha? Well, as you just mentioned earlier, yes, make sure that you have Google Analytics on your site. And yes, it is a tool that can be very overwhelming if you just log in and kind of try to figure out what's going on. But the first thing would be is just make sure that you have Google Analytics code on your site. Because from the moment that you do, data starts getting collected into Google Analytics. So if anything, there is at least something for you to examine. Another piece of advice, if you're doing it yourself, the best way to get some insights from Google Analytics is to go into that tool with a question in mind. Because if you just go in and look, okay, like, let me see what I can see, then it will feel overwhelming. But if mm-hmm. you come in with a question, is that, okay, like, this is my landing page. This is, uh, like, I want to know how many people like, come to this page. You can easily find that page. If you don't know like, where to find it, you can like Google, like, how do I find the, the, the specific piece of data in Google Analytics? Google will tell you. 
And then if you just start going to that exact place and tracking that number, you will see that, okay, when I do Facebook ads, this is the number of people I get to my landing page. When I do an Instagram story, like this is how many people get from the Instagram. And then like, you will be able to see already what's working, what's not working. So start with wherever you are. So if you are just figuring out what I need to be focusing on, um, go to kind of like two, three things that have been working and just like focus on that. If you already know more or less what works in your marketing, then invest a bit of time into figuring out your numbers. And you can go back to the beginning of the interview to see what are some areas that you can start paying attention to. But my biggest piece of advice is just like, don't get overwhelmed. Like There are like so many things that you can do, but start wherever you are it's about awareness and familiarity i think yeah and, it, it um, becomes it becomes a habit uh, in a bit and it's it gets easier so don't don't get concerned you don't have to understand absolutely everything all at once i think that's <laughs> yeah. some great advice there today so natasha where can my listeners come and find you where's the best place the best place would be my website, systemsrock.com, or you can come and hang out with me on Instagram and it's Natasha period or Well, I don't know about you listeners out there, but I know that we've got some work to do in our business. And I think sometimes when you, you, you know, you started out, you've got your lead magnets, you've got your freebies, you've got your nurture sequence, you've got a kick-ass offer, you've done an incredible launch, and then the sales aren't coming through in the way that you hoped well, maybe this is the answer. Maybe it's not that the offer was wrong. Maybe there was something not quite working on the sales page. And this could be a really simple fix. And so often, if a if a launch doesn't go well, people want to scrap the whole thing and say it was the offer. It was it was the way I did the masterclass. But it, it could be as something as simple as the activity from sales page to cart. Yeah. And or it can be like, there might be a button that is not working. It, it can be as simple as that. And like where we, a lot of times go, it's just like, oh my God, like nobody, nobody likes me. Nobody likes my work. But what I do is not helpful. So numbers allow us to put that aside and actually look at things realistically. Oh my goodness. People go get Google Analytics and Google Tag Manager. What are you waiting for? And on that note, thank you so much for coming on the show today, Natasha. It's been a pleasure to have you. Thank you for having me, Anna. Thank you for listening. Take care. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. To get your free checklist on how to raise your profile and to find out about our community, go to annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash get visible.